you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So this week on the podcast, we're going to be looking, and actually over the next few weeks, we're going to be sitting down with other pastors and other colleagues, uh, sitting down talking about Pastor Appreciation Month. This is, uh, as we move into October, that is traditionally when the month is held and churches do all sorts of different things throughout that month. And with this being, um, we've been in the middle of a global pandemic, um, clergy morale is down drastically. Uh, clergy are retiring or quitting uh, at, at an alarming rate, and um, Zach and I wanted to spend some some time talking about that, getting that out there, how clergy can be cared for, appreciated, loved on, um, so that way maybe we can help slow down this trend of clergy just feeling burned out. And so, Zach, as you think about this, as we as we get ready for uh, the next few weeks, uh, what are some things that kind of come into mind for you? For sure. Um, you know, pastor appreciation is, is one of those weird months. It's kind of like knowing your birthday's coming. Uh, in a lot of the way, in a lot of ways, we sometimes, sometimes know that our churches are going to do something and maybe we've been there long enough and know their rhythm. Um, or we know the rhythm and not doing something. Um, I've experienced both and, uh, churches who have been great and really supportive and intentional about pastor appreciation month. And then I've served churches who, um, never was even on their, on the radar and, and, you know, that's okay, but we're here to shed some, some light on that so that it is on everybody's radar. And, you know, I think we've all seen, <laughs> seen the numbers, you know, floating through Facebook memes and, uh, online of, the alarming rate in which, which pastors and clergy are just saying, you know what, I'll go do anything else. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Um, I think the big phrase right now is I didn't sign up for this, right? Uh, which there are days I identify with, uh, and there are days I'm like, no, I did sign up for this. <laughs> this is part of it. And, you know, being flexible and, and, and not, not letting myself burn out. I think that's the big thing. I always, that's always a red flag for me. If I'm saying I didn't sign up for this, I need to take a break. Uh, I need to take a nap. I need to take some time and rest and renew. Um, and, and pastor appreciation month helps that in, and, and for me, um, pastor appreciation month, isn't so much, I, I love cards and, and gift cards and, you know, the things that the church does, but it's the, not tangible things that that churches often do in um supporting going you know hey we saw that you went kayaking on a tuesday afternoon good we saw that you were hanging out with your family uh on the weekend we didn't want to bother you great though those are significant ways that uh churches have supported me in my time and showed appreciation rather than the opposite questions of why were you doing that with your family why weren't you in the office you know and and so Yes, Pastor Appreciation Month, we focus on the month of October to be really intentional about it. But for me, I hope that we can set up some intention that carries out through the rest of the year and, and not so much in, in gifts, right? Uh, but time and space and grace as we appreciate our pastors long-term. 
Um, and I always find it funny that that pastor appreciation comes in October when we're trying to write budgets and getting back into the swing of things uh, out of summer. Uh, and we're already tired a month in. <laughs> I find it really interesting. Yeah. And that's why like in, in our appointed system, in the Methodist perspective, I would prefer if we did it in July mm-hmm. uh, when, when we are transitioning a new pastor in or transitioning, you know, saying, Hey, we're glad you're back for another year. Or, you know, we understand that we're appointed a year at a time, you know, just say, Hey, we're glad you're back. And I, I would like to almost see it then just because mm-hmm. then it comes at a time when um, you're in that kind of that hit roller coaster where it's like the low point of the roller coaster mm-hmm. before you're about to ramp up for fall ministries and take off okay. again. And you run into Christmas. I've always had a problem with it being in October because you have October and then you have Christmas. And then yeah. like in churches and the congregations I've been in, if they do something in October, they're like, we don't know what to do for you for Christmas because we've right. already done something for you. And so I would almost rather it be that pounding, you know, that, that tradition in the Methodist church of pounding the new pastor or pounding the old pastor, not a physical pounding where you go out and beat them, please don't do that. But where it'd be a pound of food, you know, stock up their pantries. Um, and, and there are all sorts of ways that we can support um, our clergy. And, and I think one of the things you hit the nail on the head, Zach, was space and, and realizing that when, um, if you see your pastor doing something outside of the norm, you know, that they're, you know, they'll support them on that. That's something that's their passion. You know, like, um, you and I love going to baseball games and like, you know, just hearing people say, you know, what'd you think of the game? And like, you know, that, and that gives us joy. And like, when we get to talk about that kind of stuff, it's always nice because believe it or not, most pastors, healthy pastors don't always like to talk church work. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, I know that's hard to believe. And, um, and, and I, I had to admit, like, there are times where like, I've been in, uh, clergy groups for different things at, at events and things. And I don't want to talk about church work because I'm usually at that event to hear something or to gain something. And so like, I want to know how's it going in your life? Like, you know, how are the kids? How are, you know, how, how's your spouse, that sort of thing. And, you know, I, I want to get to know you better and create, cause like how we create relationships with others, you know, that, uh, is what can take care of us and, and clergy are as bad as, as hard as it sounds, clergy are the worst at cultivating healthy relationships, uh, and, and trying to build friendships to sustain us, uh, because just the way that our, uh, job, um, and our calling, uh, position us it does create some uh difficult things um as alexa is asking for zach to speak now well and and it it is it's because because we live in sort of a fishbowl uh at times things relationships and in the way that we hold ourselves and the boundaries that we put in place on the walls that we build because of bad experiences and the ways that we've been hurt, whether it's as pastors, as people, right? Those, those types of uh, things get in the way of us building those healthy relationships and, and keep them on a surface level so we don't get hurt, right? Whether that's pastor, whether that's a church member or some, uh, anywhere in between, but it's when we, when, when we don't, when we're intentional about, hey, I saw you went to the game. How was it? Right. Or, hey, I know you like, um, you know, such and such brewery. Here's a, here's a gift card. Here's a six pack. Hey, we know that you love going and hiking. We would love to make space for that and make sure you're going. Um, it's those things that build those relationships on a deeper level. And, and yeah, as clergy, we struggle to build those relationships. One, because as Methodists being itinerant, we move from time to time. Uh, and it just makes it hard 
uh, to build relationships, but we've also been hurt uh, and we're tired and we're not sure um, there's some trust stuff there, right? Who do we trust? How do we trust? How much of um, ourselves do we reveal in certain ways? And things like Pastor Appreciation Month help um, break down those barriers and take bricks out of those walls so that we can uh, we can trust, so that we can build those relationships. And, and when we see the folks around us, it's like anybody, when people pay attention and, and they grab onto something that seems insignificant, right? And they give you a baby Yoda for Christmas, or, you know, they, they go that extra way of, no, I was paying attention. I, I know that you love to be outdoors. We want to help, right? Uh, we want to help make that happen. We know that you love this thing. We want to, we want you to have this. Those are significant uh, gifts and significant ways that people appreciate uh, making time for, uh, you know, the pastor and their spouse to go to dinner without the kiddos or without having to have something attached to it, right? Those are huge. Um, and I, th I think that's, for me, that's what Pastor Appreciation Month is all about and why I'm so passionate that we take and make space for our clergy, our friends, our colleagues, our pastors, because it's a big deal. Um, I, I shared a thing on Facebook the other day talking about the measure of success uh, it is a little pie chart, you know, in there's two ones, half salary, half job title. Right. And I think often as pastors, we fall into that, that that's all we are right. Uh, pastors, that big circle. And yet there's this other circle, a better measure of, of mental health, of job title, of salary, of free time, of loving what we do and a physical health, you know, as, as pastors and as, as people, we're not one thing. We're not just a pastor. We're not this. We're, you know, we're spouses, we're parents, we're people, uh, we're, we're fans of sports, we're fans of movies and TV. And the more that we can be open and honest about that, and the more that we can live into that and our churches help us live into that, appreciate that about us, the healthier those relationships and appreciations and uh, ministries and just life in general go. Yeah. And I think that that's the, the thing, you know, if we can, you know, if we care for our caregivers, you know, more care mm -hmm. can happen. And that's in, in the, in any industry, we care for our teachers, care for our doctors and our nurses and our pastors. Like if we work towards really genuinely caring for people and I think, you know, we'd be surprised at what would happen. And I think the same goes too with, um, you know, as we think about this, like I'm really looking forward to the conversations we're going to have over the next few weeks with different mm -hmm. pastors and hearing their perspective and uh, maybe some of the things they bring to their table. And I want to encourage you, like, I know uh, we do a lot of biblical theology and talk about, but this is a practical theology, pastoral theology, uh, uh, church theology of how to care for our uh, clergy people um, and, um, and, and our pastors uh, and, and, and how can we do that? so that we can have healthier congregations. I think if you can do those things, um, it makes a difference in the church. And, um, you know, I, that's just something uh, we encourage you to think about as you're beginning to think about that stuff with your uh, personnel teams or however you're structured. Um, I think that that's vital that that conversation happens and ask ourselves, how do we care for our pastor and what can we do uh, to be better? And, you know, like I said, we've got some, we're going to have a really good lineup of people and conversations with that. And so, you know, just draw your attention to that uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, Zach, do you have anything to add before we close? Uh, get out there and appreciate your pastors. Uh, learn something new about them. Uh, surprise them. 
don't, uh, if you can avoid the same old, same old, unless the same old's phenomenal, <laughs> right? Uh, unless the same old's a cruise, uh, you know, or some kind of trip. Um, but find some, find some creative ways to appreciate your pastor all month long that will carry on into the rest of the year. So um, with that in mind, um, don't forget to check out our website at beardedtheologians.com. We have some great gear that you could buy for your pastor, uh, bearded theologian gear or mug or whatever. Uh, you feel free to, to pick up an item and uh, share it with your pastor. Uh, you know, that always be a good item for them to share. And uh, you'll be helping support the podcast in a small way. Uh, but you can find out all of our good stuff. We've got some really good podcasts over the last, um, really last several years as we're in our fifth year of this, uh, inching closer to episode 300. Um, you know, it's been a fun time. And so just check out all of our good stuff at beardedtheologians.com. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtel. Thanks for checking us out. First, guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video. And put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.